Welcome to the Girls Who Gather podcast, a podcast spotlighting women's stories from a diverse range of backgrounds and stages of life, highlighting the ways they are building community, empowering other women, and walking out their calling. We are so glad that you decided to tune in. Our heart and our hope in launching this podcast is to begin extending the voice of Gather beyond just the physical spaces where we meet in our cities, campuses, and apartments. We want to make our content even more accessible to all of you. With an incredible diversity of feminine voices, we want to create a catalogue of stories, testimonies, inspirational content, and more that you and your friends can always return to for inspiration and empowerment. We will also be announcing Gather News, updates, and other exciting events coming up on this platform. So stay tuned for more from us as we journey through this next season together. And as you listen, we encourage you to lean in and learn from some truly incredible women. So today's guest is also an NYU alumna graduating last year from the Stern School of Business with a BS in marketing and a BA in psychology, an avid lover of travel. She has also studied abroad in London and visited a variety of other countries, including Israel, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. In undergrad, she was heavily involved in campus student and residential life, as well as ministry, from serving as an RA on campus to other mentorship and tutoring roles across her four-year journey in the city. She has also had a variety of internships and professional experiences in the business and marketing world, working for the Walt Disney Company, Brooke Brand, Orange County United Way, and most recently, Google. Today, she holds the title of Associate Product Marketing Manager, focusing on developing the company's nationwide reach and impact through the Grow with Google program. She's a, she is as charming as she is charismatic and bold, whether leading public speaking engagements at the podium or working side by side with her peers on some of the most compelling projects in her field. This woman is one of action and faith in all that she does. Today's guest is also a longtime Gather veteran, having attended some of our very first events that we ever put on in the city of New York. She has also followed our journey closely ever since and is a friend to all of us on team. In fact, we are so excited to announce that she has just since joined Gather's leadership team on our finance and partnerships team. It is with great pleasure that we warmly welcome our friend and fellow woman of action to the podcast podcast today, Miss Giselle Marmalejo. Woo! Woo thank Giselle? you, Noel. <laughs> I'm gonna hire you for all of my MC, like my MC for every event in thank the future. You. That was amazing. Yes. I'll send you my resume. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Noel intros get everybody so hyped. It's the best reaction. <laughs> to like watch them hear about this. I know I'm like, wow, that's me? Oh my god, I totally yes. forgot. <laughs> That's what we do. We're so excited to have you with us today, G. It's good to see you. Mm -hmm. Um, We are just, yeah, we've been a part of Gather from the very beginning, really. And you've been a member of our team and a friend to the house. And you've been in a lot of our photo shoots. So you've probably seen her if you looked at any of our merch to any of our listeners (laughs) or any of our um, (laughs) marketing stuff. So thank you for being a face of Gather. We mm-hmm. are honored, um, <laughs> yeah, but we like to start you. usually. Yes, I know. We love you. Gather loves you. Yeah. Um, we like to start usually talking about a little bit about our the upbringing of our guests and just how that's influenced their journeys. So, um, we met at NYU, but I don't know much about your story coming into mm-hmm. NYU and what your upbringing was like and how that's kind of shaped what you're doing now. So, would love for you to talk a little bit more about just your story growing up and how that's kind of brought you to where we are today. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, so similar to you, I grew up in Orange County, California. I grew up in like Westminster, Huntington Beach area. So um, it was definitely a big journey for me to go from California to New York. But just kind of like to similar stories that I also hear from other people, like we end up leaving California because we want something fresh, a new experience, um, kind of a new opportunities too. I knew for me, um, I was really involved with like a local nonprofit. Well, they're a global nonprofit Um united way so i got involved with them in high school and so i got involved with like a lot of business professionals and that's kind of how i decided i'm going to business school and i was like where else would be the best place to learn business than like in new york city um, <laughs> and so that's kind of what led me over um, to nyu um, but i think too kind of just with this vision of like maybe wanting to start like my own nonprofit or like just getting a little bit more involved in like the education sector and how like I could be more of a mentor to other people in that aspect, because like for me, it made a big difference. So um, just for context, like my dad only has like a third grade uh, education and my mom graduated mm -hmm. high school. So like the whole concept of going to college was so fresh and new and exciting for my family. And it's opened up so many more opportunities for me too. And so I think that's kind of where my journey started um, in education and how it was shaping my own life. And then now just like seeking opportunities where I can help mentor other people and like utilizing that to help set them up for like career success um, and kind of just getting to explore the world too. I know Noelle mentioned about like studying abroad, like my education yeah. also granted me like the first opportunity to leave like the U S and so it's definitely been such a crazy journey. Um, and it's just like so nice to share all these experiences with my family. Like once I come back home too. Awesome. That's so good. And what do you, you know, so you've graduated, you're out of school, and you're entering into a crazy job and career, and um, which we will get to, but I kind of want to talk a little bit more about um, just identity and what was formed in your upbringing and want to touch a little bit more on just, you know, what aspects of your identity you feel like in recent years have been um, like especially salient or impactful in your journey for personal growth. We, you and I are both Latina and I know that like for me that's looked, that was different growing up. I grew up a little bit in, in Los Angeles and then in Orange County and those those two experiences were very different and it's been different being here too and the way that I've had to navigate my own uh, cultural background. But I'm just curious if that's played into um, any of your kind of growth or ideas about your own identity and um, yeah, what's really spoken to, to that? Yeah, I think like the three parts of my like identity that have kind of followed me from like adolescence through college is like first like identifying as like you mentioned like a Latinx woman. Um, and I'll talk about like specifically each area and like how it's impacted me. The second one is like identifying as a Christian woman too. And mm -hmm. then lastly too, um, just identifying as like being someone with a low income socioeconomic background and kind of how that mm -hmm. shaped my experience, and like my worldview too. Um, so for like being Latinx, like I think to um, kind of just like, in terms of like, I know this podcast is about like women of action, kind of like around the same themes of like women empowerment. Like, I know like from the negative aspect, I guess, of Latinx culture, like machismo is like a main thing mm -hmm. where like men have a lot of control over the women or like say so and like direction of like the household. And so I think growing up in that environment helped make me a stronger woman and to kind of want to fight off like that culture, that part of my culture. 
Um, and I think at first when I was younger, like I was really angry about that, about like my situation. But as I've like grown older and like wiser, hopefully I've realized <laughs> too that like it's made me like the strong woman that I am and helped me actually like build a stronger relationship with my father in talking about these conversations of like, why is it that our culture like treats women in a certain way? And like, how can we change that aspect of our culture, at least within our family? Um, and I think too, just like an, from like more of the positive ends of being like Latinx, like I think like every Latinx person you'll meet like has so much fire and like is so hardworking. And so I think those two qualities have also followed me from that part of my um, my culture. And um, I think from being like a Christian woman, um, I think one of the things like I appreciate the most about like Christianity in terms of like my personal life, um, not just like pertaining to faith, is that like it's what gives me hope. And then like, it's what allows me to continue to go through all the hard um, trials and like tribulations that we go through. And so I think that's helped shape my perce- my perception. And whenever I do like face troubles in school or with a family or with like relationships. Um, and so I think like that's definitely like shaped who I am. And then like, lastly, the um, low income part of my identity is that like, I think coming from a low income background, like it gave me like bigger dreams because they mm-hmm. were things I didn't experience in like my own life experience and so there were like opportunities that I wish I had and so it made me work harder and be a little bit more ambitious to like achieve those and I think kind of that characteristic is kind of involved in everything every project that I work on or everything that I go through um and it's actually made me like a really big sponge too my mom always tells people that like the strongest quality that I have is that like I'm a sponge and that like I soak in all the good from every person that I meet every experience that I have And I think that comes from that background too, like not having a lot of experience, having a very limited like kind of um, world growing up, I guess. And then just like being exposed to so much more and then being able to be a voice for my community too. Um, So I think those three like types of like, those three aspects of my identity are definitely what I carry with me. Um, I know like growing up, you don't really understand the things that are going on around you. So I know I did have a lot of frustrations with that, but it's so nice to now see how all all three of those areas have shaped me into like such a strong woman. Wow. <laughs> I'm, we're just getting started. And I'm already, I'm so inspired by just, first of all, you're so, you're such a charismatic presence, Giselle, and you have such a command of who you are becoming as a woman of all of those three areas that you just described. And to do that, I feel like, I mean, again, we're just getting started, but to do that so well, that is being a woman of action you know, being able to have that sense of groundedness and and looking backward, but also hoping forward, like you were saying, like, that's such a tough space to operate in every single day. But I know just over the years, I know myself, Lauren and other women and gather like we've known you and been friends with you for so long. And well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like so long, but it has been, it's been a few years. Um, and something else that I think you and I bonded over in our friendship is travel and like our love of language and like culture and you know, I know maybe you could talk about this too, but just our journey through NYU to Israel, the Israel-Palestinian territories and the conversations that flowed out of that trip. So I just want to ask you, like what for you, Giselle, over the years has driven your desire to travel? Why do you think traveling has become part of you? How has it helped to shape your worldview? Would just love to hear more of your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I think, which I think will be an answer for a lot of people is like being a foodie <laughs> is like a big reason why I love yes. traveling. I love experiencing <laughs> all the new types of food, ice cream, anything, carbs, like, oh my God, like, yes. <laughs> I'm just so excited thinking about that. I miss like a bunch of like international foods that I had while yes. I was traveling. Um, but I think too, just kind of, again, like tying that back to my perspective of like 
kind of growing up in this community, this tight, this like small community that I, that was like all I knew of growing up. I had never traveled outside of California. Like I'd probably, mm-hmm. I went to like Arizona later on. That's actually where I live now because my parents ended up moving. But I think there was always this curiosity of like what else is going out there. And I think that's kind of what drives like why I went to school on the East Coast and like why I wanted to study abroad. And then mm-hmm. I think too, just like there's so much, I think from now thinking, now that I have travel experiences, why I'd want to continue to do that is like, you learn so much, like you just, I don't know how to describe it. Like we have such a small slice of the pie from our limited experiences. And like, you don't have to live everything to understand it. It's like through those relationships that you make abroad that you learn so much more. And I think I just feel like so much more of a full person. And like, I can like understand things even in my own home better because of those experiences. Wow. Wow. And like for the trip to Israel, because I think it, I would love to just even if you could describe what that experience was like for you. And I guess kind of those overlapping spaces, like your love of travel, meeting like faith and community and just, you know, I don't know, like how how did that experience shape you or change you? Um, and I guess also how through your travels has your perspective on community and connection evolved as well? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that people don't know about me or very few people do do is that on my father's side, my grandparents were both pastors. So my Mm. grandfather passed away uh, probably eight years ago. So he hasn't been in my life recently, but my grandma's still a pastor and still leading their church in Mexico. Um, and so Mm. I felt just kind of this sense of like pride and accomplishment, like kind of being in Israel from like a faith perspective and that like, Mm from like a Christian perspective, like there's so much longing for like to be in the place where like our savior, um, like all all the stories that we hear in the Bible, like to be able to be in that space. Like I just felt so humbled to be there and to Mm -hmm. kind of be like, I'm bringing this experience to like my collective family, like everything they've dreamed about Mm -hmm. all the work that they've done in the U S and Mexico and like, um, empowering others to like change their lives by like accepting Christ as like their savior and stuff. Like, I just felt like this sense of like, like, wow, like, I'm so blessed to have this experience um, in Israel. I think from that faith perspective, I was just like so overwhelmed. And I think even now it's sometimes mm-hmm. really hard to process at all. Um, yeah. But it's hard to process in the fact of like just feeling so blessed to have that experience and to be able to come back and share that with my grandmother and tell her like, yeah, like this is where we went together. And like um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories of being in Israel too, I remember um, – me, you, and Lachlan, um, we yes. were singing at, in the Sea of Galilee together. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I just, that's that's definitely like one of my favorite memories. And I, I've definitely been shaped by that experience. And um, I love to, you mentioned about like, how has my idea of community been shaped by traveling? So it was just like an interconnectedness that I've never felt before with like the land, like what's above us and then like the people that I was with. And yeah. so like, I don't, I, I can't think of any other time in my life that I felt that. And so that's definitely like the ultimate goal, I guess, of like in creating community to have that sense of connectedness that like, I think mm-hmm. I always want to work towards. Um, and I think if I didn't have that experience traveling, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known like something to look forward to or something that like, I wouldn't have that idea of like what I'd want to cultivate. Powerful. I love that. Wow. <laughs> so cool. I'm so jealous. I didn't go on that trip. I just have to say. I'm like, I feel, I'm like still bitter about it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the three of us, let us three take a trip to Israel and we'll recreate the experience for you, Lo. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is a good one to apply for it by like one day. Oh, so. no. <laughs> no. Don't laugh at that. That's so I'm mean. Sorry. I just, wow. the, the heartache. No. <laughs> 
anyway, um, I'm over it. I'm not bitter. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about a little bit about just leadership with you, Giselle, because it's very clear from just a quick look at your LinkedIn profile, knowing your resume, knowing your background, and, and just knowing you in general, that you're quite the leader and you're very passionate about what you do. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your almost to be role um, at Google and just kind of how you got there. Um, it's a big deal for you to to come right out of school and work for a huge company like that. And um, also to, to be a woman in that space and um, to be a Latina in that space. And it's so exciting. But I just want to talk about kind of how you got there, what your journey was like. I know you interned for them. So tell us a little bit about what that was like for you and getting to this this place. Great. It's funny too, because I've, I've shared this story with, I think, Noelle in the past, but directly, I remember talking to Laura about before I had even applied to internships, so like part of your junior year, that's like what you end up doing. Like um, you end up recruiting during the school year so that you have that summer internship and hopefully that converts into a full time. But I remember being so like, like kind of just obsessed with like wanting to work at a big company, but just for the sake of like the like rep that it'd give me or like the ego boost or whatever. And um, I wasn't getting anything when I was in that mindset. And so I remember um, there was just a time where one of my mentors gave me um, like the purpose driven life, the book. And yes. so I took That's some my time. pastor. That's yeah. the pastor I grew up with. So. That's so crazy. Yeah. So that book is leads into the story because like I said, like all my ambitions for wanting to be at like a big company weren't for like, even though I had come into NYU, like with good intentions of like, I wanted to do good for the world. I wanted my work to like represent that. Like somehow I got lost in that. And then reading that book allowed me to kind of connect again to like what my purpose is and um, what, what God's purpose is in my life and like how I'm supposed to pursue that. And so it was literally after that reading that book that I was like, you know what, God, like, I don't care like where you put me at, like for my internship, like I just want to be in a position where like I can empower others and literally, I don't know how, like a month later, like the Google opportunity came up. I was never looking into tech companies. Like that was never something I had set. I'm always a planner. And that was something I had not planned for. And the team I ended up getting placed on is called the Growth Google team. And so um, Google, I always call it like the nonprofit within Google. So essentially, mm -hmm. our job is to use Google's existing like tools and to build new ones um, to democratize technology and digital skills wow. for like the community. And so it was just like how I like I was talking to Laura about that. I was like, it's so crazy the moment like I dropped my own ego and kind of just said like, hey, like I want you to put me in a position where like I can help others regardless of where that's at. Like the best opportunity came up. Wow. Yeah. So that's always going to be a part of like my own testament to like how God has worked in my life in terms of my career. And like I'm just so grateful for that. And so um, during my internship, I had the opportunity to, um, I actually built like an interactive map that's on their website now that essentially, um, helps people find oh. before COVID help people find, um, local workshops near them that provided them with like, um, digital skills development that like was all free. So like the whole point is that like right now in America, like Americans need digital skills to advance their careers, um, to get land the jobs that they want to like build their businesses. But like those resources to do that aren't necessarily always accessible. So like if you go to a uniform university, maybe that's easier for you to build those skills. Or if your work provides that training, it's easier. But like we were trying to create a space where people can get these skills for free. And um, I just feel so blessed to like be returning back to that team as well, too, where like my only job is to like help people like land their dream jobs and to help underserved communities. 
um, so that we can fill that like economic opportunity gap. So I've been so blessed to have like the best role ever, like literally like handcrafted for me. (laughs) That is amazing. That is so cool. It's literally like justice, justice in the tech space and like Mm -hmm. getting to fight for equity in a, in a really, really important field. That's amazing. That is so cool. What do you, um, yeah. What do you think, um, like, what do you, what do you like about what you get to do and just kind of like the, the impact you've seen you, you get to have, um, on people. I don't know if you get to like, get to see, you know, the numbers or the communities that you're impacting, but what's that been like for you just in terms of, um, just kind of understanding the weight of, of what you get to work with and what you get to do. Yeah. So like there's our team literally is just so focused on like has such a big scope. I know like we have like a grants team that just focuses on giving millions of dollars to um, nonprofits uh, in free advertisements that they can grow like their awareness. Um, We used to have like a learning center in person or like I remember I volunteered one day to help um, like high schoolers develop their coding skills. And it's just like again, I, I feel like this is all like really tied to my journey. Cause like I mentioned to you, like education has like completely changed my life. And I feel like it's kind of been like, great. Like you have so much experience with this impacting your own life. Now use the knowledge and experience that you have to help change someone else's life yes. through education. Like that is what my job is. And it's just wow. such a blessing to be able to use like my life story and my knowledge to like apply that to like the things I do day to day. So like I start my full-time job in um, like in a couple of weeks and my new position will be like, I don't know if you've heard about like the um, certificates they just launched. So um, Google's disrupting the education sector now by providing these certificates that you um, you can get in six months. So it's like an IT or UX design, et cetera. And like Google and 50 other companies will accept that as a four-year degree. Um, yeah so we're again directly like our our target market is like underserved communities and I'm just so grateful to be given that position of influence um, at such a young age and I'm just trying to soak in again as much as I can and help others as much as possible that's so cool what a like yeah the literally the three things that you mentioned in the very beginning of just the three parts of your identity getting to like really be worked out here Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good point because like the whole, like being a Christian, it's the whole idea of like being at service to others and like, like relentlessly like going after the one. And like, that's what my job is. It's going after the people who don't have the same opportunities and like the same people who like grew up with the same background as I did as like a low income, like person. Um, And then also just like Latinx too, like seeing how the Latinx community has been impacted by COVID. So my whole world has kind of just come like full wow. circle with like this position and where my future is going. So I'm really excited about that. It's such a like encouragement that we don't have to like give up parts of ourselves or parts of our story to really like pursue calling Absolutely. or pursue career. Like this is so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And I feel so happy that I can, I can bring my whole self too to everything that I do. I think the common thread that inspires me in all that, Giselle, is that you just have been faithful in every season. Like you probably didn't feel like it when you're going through it and the uncertainty that you faced. But I know for myself, like just right now, I am in a very transitional phase. I don't have anything lined up. I don't really know what's next for me. And that looks different in my relationship with God right now. Sometimes I'm a little frustrated with him. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? But just seeing your journey of of faith and, and still serving the one, like you said, and going after the one and knowing what you're drawn to, and then allowing God to bless you when the timing was right. 
that is so inspiring. And I think this particular conversation is going to be such a blessing to the people listening, um, unexpectedly even, because I feel like so many of us are encountering that. So to see that come together for you, I am like, Lauren, that's amazing. So, so inspiring. And just the fact that you're also a woman in the tech space, which I know it's not a secret that there aren't just a whole lot of women, like that's starting to change, I'd like to think very much so like in medicine or in other areas and fields. But what has that been like for you so far, like being a woman in the tech space? What challenges have you faced so far? Um, If any, like what is your thinking as a woman going into the tech space to do the work that you want to do? Yeah, so I don't think I've had any like direct um, problems like being a woman in the tech space. Like I haven't had anyone be like sexist or anything like that, which would be a really mm-hmm. big red flag if that did happen at work. So I'm glad I haven't <laughs> had that experience. I haven't heard anyone else have experiences like that either. It's more about yeah. like your internal processing in terms of representation. Mm-hmm. So like I remember like the feedback I gave at the end of my internship, they're like, how was everything? And I had like such like great things to say about the company and my experience. I was so excited to want to come back. And the only thing I said was like, I just wish I saw more women in, uh, I saw, I wish I saw more people with my background or who looked like me in positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of been something different to process because when you think part, for me, part of being a woman in action is having other women in action to look up to as role models and to see what they've done and like what, like how they hold themselves, like what they're involved with, et cetera. And so to not have that in a space that will, I will be spending most of my time in was a little difficult for me. So I've been trying to find other women in different companies or um, who or, or the few women in my company too, who kind of have a similar background or same trajectory for their career. Um, but in that same space too, just because I don't see it doesn't mean I can't be actively involved in that. And so what I've been doing during this time that like, I haven't started work yet. I've been out of school for like nine months. So during these like nine months, I have been meeting with other girls who reach out to me on LinkedIn asking me about like, Hey, like, how'd you end up in your position? Like what opportunities did you get involved with in college? And so like, I have these like coffee chats, like which most people see as like, most people see coffee chats and like networking, like for your own like benefit. But like, I've just been doing it to like, kind of tell them like, Hey, this is what I've done. Like, this is how you can set yourself up um, for success and stuff. And so it's warmed my heart to see them be so passionate, so open to like hearing my advice. And like, I don't know, like the fact that like, they think I'm like inspirational to them and stuff has just been really like very, a very warm experience to have with them. And so that's something that like, I'm going to continue to do regardless of where I'm at, because um, I think kind of, again, going back to like my background, the responsibility that you have coming out from an area with less opportunity and ending up in a, in a, in a, in a position of power is that you have to uplift other people who are in that position. And so regardless of where I'm at, I'm going to continue to do that. And so if anyone's listening, wants to reach out to like, I will definitely help out. (laughs) I'm all ears. Um, Yeah. Just, I don't know. I will always stop and help other people. So that's definitely been a highlight of my COVID quarantine time too. Wow. So awesome. That's so good. That's like such a, you're just such a self-starter. I feel like, I mean, that, and that spirit of like getting to pour into women and getting to love on, on women is like what we're all about. So I love that you've just like taken that initiative and been like, Hey, I didn't see this. And so instead of like waiting to find it, I'm going to go be it for other people, which is exactly like what it means to be a woman of action and to take initiative and see a need and go do something about it. So that's incredible. That's so cool. Um, what do you think just on that, like in your talks with, with women, what have you just noticed as like common themes or common questions or 
um, kind of as we all listening can think through like, who can we kind of speak life into? Um, and maybe even like, who can we seek out to like seek advice? Um, what have you just, what's been, what have you noticed as like a common theme when you talk to these women and you talk to, you know, girls who are asking questions about your journey? Um, anything yeah. notable that you want to share? I think, um, so like, I, I also like meet with like men too, but I think just like, so both of them together, just any, any of the like younger, like college students that I've been meeting with, something that I've noticed is that like when they first come to me, they're always asking like what they can do to make themselves more aligned with either Google or like a specific company. And so I think in that position of influence, I've kind of used it to be like, no, like don't change like who you are. Don't change your interests to try and make yourself more, um, I guess like, don't don't try and change yourself to fit like the mold of whatever that company culture is like stick to who you are and like find opportunities within your school that you can grow in those areas so that you can like kind of pit I don't know I'm just like a big proponent of like like you've kind of said like keeping true to who I am and utilizing that to have the right opportunities come to me as opposed to trying to change who I am and so I think definitely that's like what I've seen people are like oh like how can I what do I need to do to get into here and it's just like no like these are the, tell me what you're interested in. I'll help you like grow those specific skills or interests so that when you do apply, you have like a solidified like version of yourself that you can showcase to other people. Like, I don't think it's necessarily about like what you're interested in. It's just about like how, like, again, how do you take action in those interests and how are you a leader in that space? How are you helping other people? And so it's definitely like a trend that I've seen and it's been really nice. Like they're like, Oh my God, that's so nice. They're like very relieved to hear that. Like, (laughs) do the things they want to do and they don't have to try and like force all these extracurriculars and stuff like that yeah that's so good such an important reminder in a world that I feel like trains us to think about how we can market ourselves and like how to be you know how to network all the time and that just really can kind of cancel out some really good relationships or just leave us feeling like we're just not enough all the time or that we have to shape shift to what people want but your story is just inspiring that like that's not true yeah, and I think recruiters can kind of do that too when you're trying to pitch a story that's not yours. And so I think mm. that's why like, I want to empower other people. It's like, find this, like, figure out the points in your life that you feel closest to or like that you feel strongest in. And that's what you should work on developing because when you do end up having that interview, it's going to be so natural for you to talk about the things that you're passionate about as opposed to what you think like the recruiter wants to hear. Um, so that's kind of like the advice that I've been kind of helping them work through. And like, it's been so cool to also for me to have those like growing areas too, where I'm like, Oh my God, like you're involved in this or you're involved in that. Or like, even just like with gather, like I've always loved being a part of gather. And so being able to add that to like a more area of like influence too, like has been so exciting for me as well. And so I think that's why, like, that's kind of like what I've tried to tell people. It's like, if you're already involved in certain clubs or certain things, like that's what you should continue to grow like stronger in. And so as opposed to like trying to find something else. Yeah. That's good. That's so important. And I think something else, Giselle, just as this conversation has evolved, um, there's been so many beautiful like peaks and, and mountaintops in how you've been able to bring the different parts of your identity together. But I think if we're being honest women of action, you know, we also recognize the low moments or the moments of tension, you know, as we move throughout the world. And I think many of us, if we did look at the world today, you know, through different lenses and vantage points, of course, there could be some level of agreement that humanity is really starting to take a closer look at like culture and systems and and how 
we move around in the world impacts those things um, and maybe even how we might be the victim or the perpetrator of those things, which those are difficult conversations to have. Um, and I don't know, you know, as you've been moving through 2020, as you've been, you know, moving back home and just different friendships and conversations that you've had, like, are there specific aspects of your identity that you personally feel have come into tension with what you're seeing in the world around you, especially in the United States right now, in our social climate? Do you feel a burden talking to friends about these different things that you're seeing? And any any particular thing, if you want to speak to that, it doesn't have to be like any particular thing, just the social climate at large. Yeah, um, I think those like, I've had some difficult conversations with family. Um, I think mm-hmm. they're a big part, I think, of like the social climate right now is like generational differences and how you perceive yes. social issues happening. And so having generational differences within my family has made conversations really difficult in terms of like BLM and like what's going on and like the shootings etc and so like I think the part of me just says like don't even bring it up and like it it won't be an issue but I think that's like what I say but I never act on that like I always like make sure that like I bring these conversations up with my family Um, so I think that's like kind of just reminding myself and others to like have those conversations with family members because that's kind of your safe space to explore and to kind of empower other people. Like, I feel like, for example, for my father, like with his certain ideas that he has about what's going on, like I have more of an influence on like what he's going to believe or his perspective changing than like his coworker would. And so I think like, that's something that I've been working on in terms of like, if there are issues that I don't agree with the family, instead of kind of brushing it off as like, Oh, like I don't want to create tension within my family actually acting on it and like helping like educate my family members as well too. Um, I'm trying to think, from my perspective, I think when it comes to these issues, like I'm, I'm such like, I try to be like a problem solver. And so like on a more like light note, I guess, like when I do, um, I was talking to you about this, I know I was trying to work on like a project, a BLM project with one of my mentors. Um, so when I do see these problems in society, I know, like I've already started thinking about like one of the things I've realized from like COVID, there are a lot of like people from um who don't have access to to wi-fi right now so trying to find different ways of like when i start my job like what can i do to try and like get everyone to have wi-fi even though it's like a crazy idea or like oh um it's funny google actually ended up launching this product but i was thinking like why don't we have like a little like a a little icon on google maps that tells you which business is a black business like things like that yeah so they just like launched and i was like dang it that was my idea i was gonna bring this and i started (laughs) i think that's kind of my approach on injustices in society trying to see where my sphere of influence is and like how i can utilize that so if it's changing my parents' perspectives that I don't agree with, like ha- like taking the responsibility to sit down in a very safe space to help them navigate that. If it's work, trying to figure out what new things can I work with my coworkers to solve these issues. If it's clubs, like you're involved. And in. I think just like taking the time to, I would suggest as like advice for other people, taking the time to see where your sphere of influences are and like how you can like be a woman of action, I guess, in those areas. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, looking at your, your spaces and places and your, your given community is so important. And that's our, that's, that is our responsibility. That is our duty, right? It's like stewarding mm-hmm. what's in our hands means stewarding the relationships we have and speaking into people who know and trust us. And, you know, it's one thing to like put something on Instagram and, and to share with your followers, but it's, I think, a whole other thing to enter in, in a room and have mm-hmm. conversation. So, that's super important. And just like on that of community, 
um, this is what Gather's all about. And you've been pretty well acquainted with our heart and mission for a while. <laughs> kind of evolve and go from like, you know, six little potatoes trying to make it happen to <laughs> a real life uh, nonprofit. It's just, you know, we're still potatoes, but we're, we now have a license. So it's now you're like mashed potatoes. Like you've like developed, like you have some flavor in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Not just there's raw, more than just, yeah, exactly. There's like some chives. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just curious about. Can you tell us a little bit more about just what your journey with Gather's been and what the space um, has like drawn you, how it's drawn you in, and what you've experienced, and just mm-hmm. yeah, how it's been being a leader now. And tell us a little bit more about your involvement. Yeah, I yeah. think one of talking about this idea of like navigating these weird space like these uh, I guess unsettling conversations and safe spaces mm-hmm. I think gather has been that, a, a safe space for me in terms of like I didn't grow up with a lot of like female friends or a lot of like I didn't have it's funny how like now I have a lot of female role models but growing up I didn't so like oh. for me that was kind of like a weird space for me to navigate like learning how to lean into other women who that was like always a struggle that I had growing up is like I had a lot of guy friends but like they didn't fully understand my experience my struggles and so like gather was a really safe space for me to explore my identity and my experiences with other women who understand and like could also challenge me too. like I remember like sometimes like I would bring something up and someone be like oh actually like I see it this way or like have you tried this and it's just been such a nice environment to like be able to talk about challenging topics like like my the first one I went to was like the one on worthiness and it's so Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's like growing up and like still I struggle with it a little bit but it's been my like biggest insecurity feeling that I'm worthy and so like I'm like Mm -hmm. wow what a coincidence that the first gather I went to was like on that and so I just had so much growth just from that first um season that I like participated in and just like feeling so empowered by other women I think that was the one where you guys gave out like little um we took a polaroid and like uh, people put like words of affirmation in it. I still had it on my desk. It was so cute. Yeah. Um, so I think it like introduced me to a space that like I could feel comfortable in a space with other women. And then even after yeah. gather, like people reached out to me because like we would share like phone numbers and stuff. People reach out to me, and I remember Brooke Ranson's like one of them, and she was just like, "I loved your energy and your story. Can we just go get coffee?" And like coffee <laughs> turned into like hanging out at the park together, and like, oh my god, actually I have to run. I'm gonna be late to class. So like. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just so nice to kind of have that space where we can openly talk about these tough conversations and like also like have these individual friendships like build out of. And so that's why I was just like, okay, like I have the space in my schedule to dedicate more of a leadership role somewhere. Like, where am I going to do that? Like, of course, gather like was always on the top of my list because I love like your guys' mission and like the way you approach like empowering women. And so that's always whether or not I had a leadership role or not, I knew that was this was a community that I was going to stay rooted in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're doing our job. <laughs> It'll get rolling. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Praise God for you, Giselle. Honestly, you've you've literally become like a pillar, just this beacon of of light, and just a reminder that gather like gather is needed no matter where you are in the world like women championing other women like that is literally our heart and it syncs up to all these other people who are yearning for that same thing and so to see you forge those connections with other women to see you now on leadership you just said like yep i want to help build gather i'm gonna take my (laughs) gifts we're gonna do this thing you know working alongside you now it's just it's just so cool and 
I have so much hope for the future of Gather too. Lauren and I, our first episode this season, we talked about the origins of Gather. And so I think as we've embarked upon this first season of the podcast, now we're thinking about the longevity of Gather from origins to longevity at outlasting our lifetimes. I think you model beautifully that what we do is evergreen. So on that beautiful note, we have one last question for you, dear Giselle. What does it mean and look like to you right now in this season with all the unnecessary challenges, but they're there anyways to refine us, right? Like, what does it look like for you to empower other women? What would you say as a parting piece of wisdom to women navigating this really uncertain time of, of life? That's a really good question. It's a tough one. <laughs> um, I think my advice for women um, listening to the podcast or who just get involved with Gather is to stop waiting. Um, mm. So if you have a dream or if you want to learn a new skill or if there's an idea you want to pursue, like the only way to fill the gap between where you are today and like where you want to be is to start. And I think sometimes we get too caught up in like, am I prepared or have I done mm. enough work, et cetera. And like, I think that's something like I personally struggle through with my own journey. And so one thing that's kind of like, I've tried to remind myself is like, to not be ashamed of not knowing something, but like be proud that like I'm willing to learn it. And so I think that's something that a lot of women face, especially when we talk about like um, being a part of these spaces that where there aren't a lot of representation of other women or other like people of color, et cetera, like to just be proud and confident in that like just your intent to want to learn something or do something is what most matters and everything else will kind of work its way out for you. I think something I've remembered you told me almost three or four years ago now, I feel like it was, you know, if something happens in your life and it feels like a rejection, I think you were quoting from somewhere else, or maybe you came mm -hmm. up with it, but it's not a rejection, it's redirection. And I think this season, had, that has just been such a beautiful weight keeping me grounded that it's <laughs> Lauren's mind blown right now. <laughs> like it's, it's not a personal affront against you, but it's something, I mean, for me as a Christian, I believe like God is using it to literally redirect my channel to where I need to be. Who needs my voice? What voice do I need to hear in my life? It's a redirection. Well said, Giselle. Mic drop. I need your voice. That's why I'm always texting you, well, no, how are you doing? Because like literally anytime I talk to you, I am so uplifted. So you need your voice, I do. God bless you and your beautiful bright red lipstick. I love that, Giselle. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's been an honor to have you on here and yes. like just speak to us and share your wisdom and your experiences and your journey. And we just honor you and we exalt you for all that you do and all that you are. Yes. So thank you for taking just, the time out of your day to be with us. Thank you. Yes. I just wanted to thank you guys again for founding Gather. Like this is a phenomenal idea. And I think just like you guys impressed me all the time when you come up with new different, like thinking from a product perspective, because I'm a product manager. So like thinking from a product perspective, all the new products that you guys come out with, like the merch that's mm -hmm. coming out or the podcast, like I'm so excited to see Gather grow. And I've just been so exciting to see like the international sites that you guys launched for certain seasons. And I just, I don't know, I'm really excited for the future of Gather. And I think it's definitely already blessed my life and I can't wait for it to continue to like help other women out. To all our listeners, thank you once again for tuning in. We hope you feel loved and encouraged by today's content. Be sure to stay tuned for more of our exciting updates and gather news on our Instagram, at Girls Who Gather, as well as our website, www.thegirlswhogather.com. 
Also remember to share and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Be on the lookout for exciting season updates and announcements, merch, media, meetups, and more. There is always something for you to be involved in and a place for you to belong. You are so loved. Until next time, bye Gather Girls.